be really cool to just say I did a marathon. So it's one of those things. So basically, I kind of you know posted and told people, hey, I'm going to do the Columbus Marathon. With I couldn't run a mile at that point. Dizwins Radio episode 651 starts in three, two. Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey guys, uh, real quick before we dive into today's episode of the show, just want to thank DKMS for their continued support and partnership uh, with supporting the show, and uh, more importantly, thank them for the mission that they're doing, which is to help rid the world of blood cancer. And the the big way that they do that, and the big reason that they support the show, is that they have created a, a, a donor registry of people who are willing to donate bone marrow to someone who has, is fighting uh, blood cancer or other blood disorders, and that might be their their last their last chance to live a healthy life is to get a bone marrow transplant from someone who's healthy and a genetic match. And uh, the, the registry these days, after uh, some 28-plus years of, of setting things up, is more than 8 million people strong, 8 million folks who have taken the, the, the time, the literally a couple of minutes that it takes to swab the inside of their cheeks and, and register as a potential bone marrow donor in case someone in need happens to be a, a genetic match. And in those those 28 plus years, uh, with more than 8 million people that have been registered, more than 70,000 matches have been, uh, have been found and donations have been uh, set up and organized and facilitated through DKMS uh, and, and I don't know the exact number, but hopefully in that 70,000 Lots of lives have been saved uh, from from the work that they're doing. So they're doing they're doing great things, and they want us. They want us to get registered. They want us to help them help others, help those that that are battling blood cancer. And uh, the easiest way to do that is to head over to dkms.org. And uh, right there on the homepage, there's a button that says "Send me my free uh, swab kit." They send you a kit in the mail. You take the, the Q-tips out. You swab the inside of your mouth. You put them back in the in the container, back in the envelope. Everything's postage paid. Get it sent back, and now you're in the pool. Now you're registered, and uh, if, if somebody happens to be a match, DKMS will contact you. Uh, and help to set everything up, set up all, you know, cover all the costs, set up all of the, the, the donation sites, the, the, blah, easy for me to say, the donation procedures. Uh, and if you're curious about how that all works out, check out the interview we did not too long ago with uh, Berju Mirza, who just recently ran the New York City Marathon, her first marathon. She's a former former marrow donor and a runner for, for Team DKMS. And uh, we, we talked about the whole process, how it all works out. Sounds like it couldn't be much smoother. So check that out if you want more information on that. And you can also text the word amazing to the number 50555 to get some questions answered as well. But the process is simple. It's painless uh, to get registered. And from what Berger said, the, the process of donating isn't uh, super complex or super painful either. So you're not talking about a big recovery process. Literally, um, you know, a week, maybe two weeks at the most uh, of time out from running before you're back to training and potentially saving a life, which is pretty, pretty darn cool. So thanks to DKMS for the support. Thank you guys for supporting the work that they're doing. Um, they, they keep coming back and advertising more because you guys keep registering and keep, keep joining me in the, in the donor pool. So if you haven't done so already, DKMS.org is the website. Uh, text the word amazing to five zero five five five. You can sign up there. You can also get your questions answered and, uh, thank you for considering to support DKMS and their fight to end 
blood blood cancer in the world, which would be uh, pretty darn cool. Uh, when, not if, when that happens. So thanks to DKMS. Thank you guys. And now without any further ado, let's go ahead and dive in to today's episode of the show. Hey guys, you uh, may or may not be familiar with today's guest by name, but more than likely you've probably seen his work over the past few years at some point or another. Today's guest is the uh, lead detective from uh, marathoninvestigation.com, which is a website that uh, helps to shine shine a light on some of the shadier characters within the running community. And uh, I think we can probably all agree that that makes the, the whole community and the whole running scene uh, a bit better because of that. So certainly appreciate the work he's been doing. And, and I've been looking forward to, to having this this chat for a while. I think I first reached out a little bit over a year ago and just, you know, because life and schedules and things were things fall off the radar. It's taken a little while for us to get uh, connected. But here we are today. The stars are aligned and uh, looking forward to having a chat with Mr. Derek Murphy. So thanks for joining us. Today. Derek, really appreciate you taking the time and uh, glad to finally connect. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, certainly. And, uh, Guys, if, 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 like I said, you probably are at least a little bit familiar with what Derek's got going on, but if, if not, marathoninvestigation.com is the website. You can go check out uh, all of the, all of the, uh, the, the, I don't know if mugshots is quite the right word, but the, the, <laughs> the, the, the uh, stories and, and the, the data and, and, you know, not just speculation, but actually kind of the, the, the proof that's in the pudding, uh, as far as, you know, some of the people that have been, uh, caught cutting courses and, and doing things like that, which we'll obviously get into some of that more as we go. But marathoninvestigation.com is the website. And uh, on the social, if you want to connect with Derek, uh, it's, it's kind of marathon investigator, but you know, there's a certain number of characters. So you got to, yeah, I want, need, I need to work on that. <laughs> you, you might want to write this one down or at least check the show notes, but the, the handle is at M A R A T H N I N V E S T. GR. So you can you can see what we're trying to get there, Marathon Investigator, but uh, had to conserve a few characters along the way, which which makes sense uh, in the social media age. And like I said, uh, it'll be linked up in the show notes to, to connect to to Derek right there. So if, if you got lost in the, the M's and the, and the missing vowels and things like that, uh, just head over to disruns.com slash 651, and that'll take you right to the show notes, uh, blog post, the whole nine yards. And like I said, there'll be a link somewhere middle-ish to the middle bottom of the page. Uh, to connect with Derek on social media, you can click that right there. I'll take you over to the social media accounts, uh, and you can just give him a follow and and see what see what's going on. Especially when there's big races, there's usually uh, some 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 things that fall you know the fallout after the big races that, that Derek's on top of. But uh, anyway, um, Derek, the way we always start off each episode of the show uh, is with a very simple question that uh, for some some folks is a pretty simple question to answer. For others, it's it's a little bit more difficult. And and I'll be honest, I I don't have. Uh, that great of an idea, which way you're going to go on this one, which, which makes it fun for me because yeah. it's, it's, I'm going to be surprised as well. And it's just to simply ask, what is your favorite distance to race and why? Uh, my favorite distance now to race is 24 hours. So ah. you, probably didn't, you probably didn't, I don't know if you saw that coming, but nope, um, definitely not. Uh, I've, again, I've never been fast. I'd say if you asked me that when I was running more marathons and I, I'd probably say the half distance, even though I'd run marathons, I'd do really well to the half point, and mm-hmm. that's when it would fall apart consistently. Um, you know, trying to keep the speed up, which I never had, but for whatever reason, I think I like the atmosphere. I've done three 24-hour races, all in Cleveland, North Coast 24. It's a national championship, and it's it's an almost one-mile loop, and so you get to kind of see, you get to kind of spectate the event as you see, you know, the elites kind of coming around, passing you multiple times, <laughs> um, and just witness, you know, what it takes, and it's it's a mental game. Um, yeah. I mean, my running was never great. You know, I was at best a five-hour marathoner, or just over. Um, getting back into it this year, everything was over six hours, um, but I had my best 24-hour race this year. 
it, so it was all kind of mental pacing, staying on the course. Um, I did 74 miles in the 24 hour, wow. which still isn't a lot, but, um, and I can see where I can even improve that. So I think as I lose speed, I think that's, you know, kind of where my, you know, you know, where I could be most kind of mm-hmm. productive and consistent. So, um, yeah, I, I just, yeah, for whatever reason, I love that. And, and I've considered, you know, think about multi-day, six-day type thing, but right. scheduling kind of, that, that, that would be difficult to get by the family to <laughs> right. go off right. six, days to, six days to run and uh, leave everything behind. But I, I think that would be kind of cool just to see what, yeah can do and that that kind of point it becomes a lot mental so that, that's I, I enjoy that yeah certainly it's it's always funny to me to and i've said this before to talk to ultra runners who um just have a different mindset of what constitutes a lot because you said you know 74 miles is not that not that much and, and yes you know in the in the grand scheme of like certainly you know, certainly high quality or, or you know the, the elite sub elite level of of ultra runners um you know yeah that, that might not be that much but to me i'm thinking about 74 miles in one day like i don't care how fast or how much you crawl or whatever you got to do like that's you know i i I like to shut it down at about 26.2 miles although i've I've dipped (laughs) my toes into the the 50k arena once and i've got it i've got another one coming up uh in in january uh so got one you know coming up not too far away but you know that's still 74 miles you're still you're still a solid 40 miles farther than i really have any desire to run at this point and that's kind of where, I mean, you know, I was kind of like in the middle of the results and a lot of people do what they may just tend. I mean, it counts as a marathon for like the mm-hmm. 50 states and the marathon maniacs. So some people do a marathon distance, you know, without having to worry about the time cut off and stop there. Some people, hey, I just want to do a 50K out of it or I want to do 100K. Um, so a lot of people do kind of have different goals and don't go the full 24. But this time I wanted to keep moving the full 24. And besides having to get my feet worked on, I did that. Um, mm-hmm. it, you know, and I, I, my goal was to be 80 miles. And if, you know, if it wasn't for the foot issues and one um you know pro tip would be you know don't don't try anything new race day you know (laughs) tried the gingy socks the toe socks i think Mm -hmm. i sized down was one size too small so as my toes you know as i got swollen it was very uncomfortable i you know took them off felt great was moving good then the blisters just you know came up you know a couple Mm -hmm. of laps there and then put me down into the get blisters you know worked on and whatnot so um yeah my feet were numb for about a month after after that Oh, that's and that and that is why I'll stick with my you know uh, mostly marathons, occasional fifty k, and and someday maybe I'll think about that fifty mile thing. But that's that, that's going to take some more prodding and and some more people uh, guilt tripping <laughs> me into into eventually going down that route, which is obviously what it took to get to the the first ultra anyway. But um, curious because like I like I said, I've got this uh, this next ultra coming up uh, in in a couple of months, and it'll be my first time running a, a looped course. The the first fifty k I did was was. I guess it was a loop, but it was technically it was one big loop. Uh, so right. we, weren't, we weren't repeating the, the loop over and over again. Um, I've I've often, you know, I've ta- I've talked to folks that have done various uh, looped courses before, and, and it's always kind of seemed to me like it's. I, I can see that there's some pros to it. I can see that there's there's the benefits of you know you're never far from like an aid yep. station. You're never far. From, you can drop clothes and pick clothes back up if you need them, or you can you can change layers, whatever. All, all that logistically wise, it it sounds pretty nice to be quite honest but from a sheer boredom standpoint i i just to me i'm interested to see what my experience is like running you know i think mine's an eight or eight or nine loop or something like that so it's about a three and a half or four mile loop for for a 50k um and i'm a little bit nervous about it being you know just the same loop over and over and over again you know you mentioned that you you get to see some of the 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 elites certainly pass you multiple times and I'm sure you probably saw some other non-elite familiar faces multiple times on, on that 24 hours. Any, uh, any advice, I guess, or any, uh, any words of wisdom to, to 
try to maybe combat that potential for it being a, a boring, just, you know, a bunch of loops on the same, you know, same, whether in your case, one mile loop, or, you know, if somebody else is thinking about doing, you know, three, four, five, I know there's various different loops out there. Any, any tips for handling that? Uh, I'm probably different in that. I mean, some people listen to whatever the rules are, you know, like on the loop course and they do allow the headphones and that, which I never do. Mm. Um, even on, I didn't put the headphones in once during the 24 hours. Um, I just kind of, you know, stayed and I really, I didn't talk to many people, you know, except for, you know, the encouragement, you know, going mm. by, you know, passing or being passed. But yeah, I'm just able to kind of tune it out and just kind of focus on the running. And I've Ever since maybe when I first started running, if I didn't have my headphones, I would turn around. You know, if I drove, <laughs> right. you know, I turn around, go get them. I wouldn't be able to run. And then finally, got whatever reason, it's got to the point where I just, you know, prefer just to, you know, observe and all that. So I'm able to kind of, you know, kind of tune that out. So um, I'm probably not the best one to give advice on that because I can just kind of, kind of lose myself, mm-hmm. you know, you know, within it. But I mean, heck, I mean, the one mile loop that sounds bad, but there's, um, you know, there's events on, you know, track events where it's, you know, what's <laughs> a quarter right, mile. Right. Yeah. You know, basically there's, um, you know, there's a loop of six days in the domes coming up, um, you know, that, um, Joe Fahey's is putting on mm-hmm. it, you know, which is just, you know, that, that, that I could see where that would get a little more, uh, you know, where it's just in, where it's inside, where it's, right. you know, the same loop. Um, uh, but you know, as far as at the elite levels, I think that's, you know, they prefer that, uh, you know, that's, I think that's set up for the, you know, temperature mm-hmm. controlled and everything else set up for the perfect event. Um, I did do, um, kind of slightly off topic. I was at the Biggs backyard, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, about a month, about a month ago, um, you know, and I was training everything at that pace, but yeah, I definitely underestimated, you know, terrain and trails versus pavement. And you know, I made it through one loop on time and I timed out on the second loop. Wow. And so I had a lot of time hanging around there for you know, two <laughs> yeah, and a half days <laughs> while everyone else was going, but it, which was kind of what the plan was anyhow. Mm-hmm. But, um, I kind of misjudged on the second loop and it rained, you know, yeah, just everything kind of, yeah, led to the epic fail there. Although I would have, um, uh, I probably, at best, I would have been, you know, I was thinking maybe spot, you know, make it through, you know, six hours or so was mm-hmm. kind of my, you know, it was kind of my top goal. And then just, you know, yeah, with the trail I wasn't quite prepared for and the rain the night before and whatnot just kind of all conspired against me. Uh, but, but in that case, I mean, that's, that's like a nice, pretty loop. And I, you know, I don't think, you know, boredom's an issue there. But then people go to the, you know, at night, it, switches from trail to road mm. um you know if everyone's familiar with that that's kind of that's the last man standing that last right. puts on um uh, you know so when it goes to the road you know people are, oh it's gonna be easy okay we'll make it to the next day but then that's when boredom really sets in where it's a dark road straight out and back mm-hmm. um you know obviously is the headlamps and stuff and that's where you know where the mental game where a lot of more people drop out on the road than you know than you maybe would would expect you know, people who made it through the 12 hours already Right. Right. Yeah. That's that, that whole event is just, is just mind boggling to me. And then kind of watching it unfold a bit this year was, was, uh, pretty incredible. Like just what, what people can do and, and, uh, you know, the, the best, the best in the world at doing those types of things, like they are, they are at a a whole nother level. Yeah. Just witnessing that and just how I'm like, okay, these people are going for two and a half days better than I could have done. And you know, with two laps right. uh, i mean just saying courtney i mean she was just i mean i i, I was sure she was going to win it mm-hmm. um only yeah but i mean yeah she i mean she seemed fresh you know kind of the whole time and you know yeah and it, and it was just uh, yeah it was pretty pretty crazy and that johan won and i don't know if you know the whole story there but he was i mean he had flight issues he basically got he, he was going on 24 hours no sleep when he got there because oh, uh, he had to end up driving from washington dc straight to tennessee because his flight was you know 
turned around the day before and then he was delayed coming in the next day and so yeah so he barely made it to the starting line like 20 minutes ahead of time wow um, and then he and he won the whole thing so wow. that it was just so everyone's like okay at some point he's going to be done but he, <laughs> right he never was just 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 crazy but uh it's that's one of the things that uh i think a lot of us love about the sport is is even if it's beyond you know this no no doubt way beyond my my capabilities but it's still just you know just just amazing to to hear those stories and and to uh watch watch the drama unfold on social media or, or whatever the case might be um shift, shifting gears just a little bit Derek, kind of going back back in time a bit uh how'd you get started in, into the sport of running was it something that's always been uh, a part of your life or did you where did you uh kind of get uh, get started down this this wormhole that uh, we've all kind of learned to to, to grow to love at some point um, I've always liked running and I had wished I'd gotten into it much earlier because, you know, I, you know, the, when I had run when I was, you know, high school and, you know, before that, you know, I've always I had always been able to kind of keep going, you know, for a while. And so I think maybe I had some natural talent way, you know, way early. I was a, you know, very skinny kid. Um, then as, you know, after the college days and, you know, long after, you know, you know put on the weight and stuff on myself mm-hmm. out of shape and not, but I was kind of, thought, hey, it'd be really cool to just say I did a marathon. So it's one of those things. Mm. So basically, I kind of, you know, posted and told people, hey, I'm going to do the Columbus Marathon. With like, I couldn't run a mile at that point. It was maybe six months before the race. So I signed up for the marathon, kind of forced myself to do it, and signed up for the whole, had a whole training series, which, you know, coincided with the training schedule from 5K to 10K. Mm-hmm. And every time I did one of those races, that was the furthest distance I ever gone. That was my, you know. First time I did 5K, first time I did 10K was all in races. And I was, you know, definitely, you know, saw some, you know, definite improvement. And I, I finished, you know, I finished the, you know, the first marathon. And um, I can't remember exactly what year it was. But, yeah, you know, I was in my, you know, in my 30s. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, but I still disappointed with how I finished. I, I could do much better. So mm-hmm. I did another one a month and a half later. I went to the, the, did Vegas and improved by a few minutes. Um, then beyond that, it was, you know, I loved the marathon, loved the experience. My training kind of fell off. So I just kind of stagnated a little bit. Um, did a lot of races, you know, kind of the marathon maniac, you know, mm-hmm. mentality. I did, did a lot of them, um, didn't do them fast. I think potentially I could have done, I did the best I had, best shape I had been in. Um, I was doing the air force marathon in Dayton and I got through the half just over two hours, but then I ended up cramping. I still finished over five mm. hours. So that, that was a disappointment because I felt fine. I just couldn't move my legs. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, I wasn't winded. I, I just, if I would, you know, would have taken a couple more goos or whatever earlier, I probably would have been okay. So yeah, so that's about the best shape I was in was about, so like I said, you know, if you would ask me back in the day, I would say the half was my favorite event because mm-hmm. I think that's what I could have probably been best at and was kind of most in shape for. Um, you know, if I would have focused on half, I could have, you know, gone under two hour half, which would have right. been, you know, pretty much the pinnacle. So, yeah, so it was basically just to kind of get in shape. Um, then, you know, once, um, once the, you know, the kids entered, I just kind of, you know, didn't train as much and kind of, you know, mm-hmm. kind of stopped the running and, um, really I was always interested in it and, you know, the website kind of started up before I even started back to running. Then as I, you know, kind of been more involved in the community, felt like I should kind of wanted to get back out there and, you know, give it a go again. So I started, you know, racing again it, and I put that in quote, air quote, I'm doing air quotes <laughs> <laughs> as far as racing, but yeah, you know, so I started, started doing the, um, you know, started doing the running thing again this year. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, and then I know we we touched on, on the ultra, the 24 hour event uh, a minute ago, but I always still have to ask because it's still, new enough to me this whole ultra marathon you know thing i, I like i said I've, I've done one i got the second one coming up I, I i think i'm maybe on that that trajectory of trying to mix one in about every year or two something like yep. that just to just to remind myself that that a marathon is a good distance and and you know things shorter than that are also good distances and things beyond that are you know something to do once in a while but w- what was what was the um 
the nudge to go farther, you know, with, with what you, what you just said, kind of being, you know, if, if the, the half marathon was your favorite, uh, you know, struggling and, and, and definitely slowing down when you got to the marathon, what was, what was the, uh, the, the itch that said, Hey, you know what, let's, let's go farther than a marathon and, and, uh, and push it even, even longer than, uh, you know, 26.2 miles. Uh, yeah, probably. I mean, it's the initial 24 was, I just hadn't really heard about, you know, those events mm-hmm. or whatnot. And I saw, you know, and I saw my brother-in-law who, you know, who was a very good runner. He was borderline Boston qualifying, you know, runner. And then he started, he started kind of getting an ultras and he posted, Hey, I signed up for the North coast 24 in Cleveland. I'm like, Oh, that sounds fun. <laughs> that, that's how that, you know hey that, that sounds cool so it, it just seemed really interesting to me and i you know and i always thought i'd I thought it was read i loved reading like the race reports on you know on the trails and you know and the running at night and all that stuff i'm like but i was always okay you know i know i'm not that good i'll probably get lost get hurt i mean it's so i was worried all about the logistics and so for me the 24-hour event um was kind of a way to kind of get over the fear of the logistics of it and, you know, they get lost, you know, being, Hey, it's a one mile loop. I'm not going to get lost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have, you know, I'm right by, like you said, I'm right by the aid and everything. So yeah, so it was just more kind of, Hey, let me see what I can do. Um, you know, and thinking, knowing I was good at putting myself through pain and, you know, thinking I could probably go a long time and just, you know, even if I'm walking it, um, you know, see how far I can do, um, you know, kind of thing. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, in my experience and, and, and maybe yours as well, we, we can, we can get, uh, I'd be curious to see if it's, if it is that, that there's just such a, you know, there's such a difference between the, the, the ultra running vibe, I guess, and, and the road running vibe. Um, and I've talked to other ultra runners about this. Obviously my, my one limited experience, it felt it was just completely different. Uh, just everything that seemed so, so much more laid back and everybody's just kind of chilling and, um, you know, it, it was just, it was just, you know, like, like you said, you know, whether you keep walking, whatever it is, like you just, you just kind of keep going and, and, and there never feels like there's that, that judgment, that pressure for, for a time you have to finish by a certain point. I mean, obviously some of those races, a 24 hour race, you have 24 hours. Some, you yes. know, some, some ultras are going to have various checkpoints. You have to get to the aid station, you know, obviously, but for the most part, like it's just, it's just seems a bit more relaxed than, than the road running circuit. Have, have you, in my experience, have, have you noticed that as well? Uh, yeah, I, I definitely think so. And again, nothing against the road, you know, mm-hmm. the road running. But as far as it, it, I think what it is, is kind of it's still kind of, you know, still kind of a small community. So it's like so the again, like the guys like me, you know, can kind of connect with the, you know, with some of the top runners, um, you know, I mean, during the North of 24, you know, I spent a lap, you know, walking with Harvey Lewis, talking with him. Mm-hmm. He, he's from here in Cincinnati, you know, talk about the stuff. You know, I've met, you know, Joe Fahey's and Kelly, uh, Dave Johnston, who's a, you know, very, you know, good multi-day runner and in 24. So I've become friends with, you know, with, with you know, some of those people, and, you know, good acquaintances where mm-hmm. that doesn't, you know, uh, you know, I'm not going to be running a race and, you know, and, and running into Shalane or Meb necessarily, right. you know, and be so I think it's, you know, kind of you can feel connection with the whole community, whether you're a slow guy like me to, you know, the, to some of the elites, you can still kind of, um, you know, develop, yeah, the bond. So, yeah, so it's definitely kind of a tightness of community. And I think that's kind of, um, you know, kind of segueing the cheating there. You know, when I first wrote about, you know, had an ultra running story on my site, you know, I think that kind of caught a lot of people by mm-hmm. surprise, um, you know, when there's the Kelly Agnew stories. And again, it was a multi-day well, it was a 24-hour event where, you know, where, again, he was caught kind of, um, you know, right after the start-finish line. He'd duck off the course, kind of, you know, wait some time and then come back around to the start-finish without mm-hmm. doing the full lap. And so he was doing that multiple times, you know, multiple wow. times. And, and he had won races, do, you know, he had won multiple races. Um, and so it wasn't just doing it to, you know, 
to pad it for social media. He is actually winning races by, you know, by doing this kind of thing. So I think that caught a lot of people by surprise. And again, because of how kind of laid back and mm-hmm. kind of self-policing, you know, that, you know, they tend to be in the, um, in that community. Yeah. And that's, that's maybe a perfect segue to, to kind of get into, um, some of the, the marathon investigation, uh, stuff and, and what you've got going on there. And, and, uh, maybe before we dive too far into that, I'll just take, take a quick second and, and pay a couple of bills here. And, and once again, thank, uh, DKMS for, uh, sponsoring today's episode. You know, th- this, this might get a little bit, uh, dark, the, the episode here talking about some of the, the ways that people kind of cut corners or, or the motivations behind, um, you know, cheating for for lack of a better way of saying it which is what we'll get into here but uh what dkms is doing is is nothing short of of just great uh guys you've heard me talk about dkms several times uh the, the international nonprofit that is that is fighting the fight uh against blood cancer and various other blood disorders and and you know they, they do it in a variety of ways they they are charity partners at, at a lot of big races new york marine corps are, are two that come to mind i I, uh, I believe that they're also uh, associated with flying pig which is right there in your neighborhood derek um but uh you know so if you want to raise money Charity running, you can you can do that as part of DKMS as well. But uh, the big thing that they do, and, and the big push that they're trying to make, why they're why they're sponsoring the, the show, and, and why we're, we've partnered together, is that they want us runners, folks that are are health conscious and and uh, you know willing to to do what it takes to to be healthier and, and run better races, to maybe be willing to also uh, chip in and, and fight the fight against against blood cancer by joining the uh, the bone marrow uh, donor registry list that they have created. It's got over 8 million people that have, have you know, pledged to, uh, to, to do the old sw- uh, cheap swab samples uh, and, and get themselves in the pool as far as somebody who might be willing to donate uh, bone marrow to somebody that has blood cancer that is in need. And, and to date, uh, they've been doing this for o- almost 30 years, it's 28, 29 years at this point, and there's been over 70,000 marrow donations that have been uh, facilitated through DKMS in this bone marrow donor pool. So if you're willing to, uh, to join me in the pool and put yourself out there as a, as a potential uh, marrow donor and, and more importantly, a potential lifesaver for somebody who's got blood cancer, um, head over to dkms.org. That's the website right there. You'll, you'll see the, the button that says click here to request your free swap kit they'll send you the kit in the mail you swab the inside of your cheeks you send it back all postage paid and uh you know if, if you end up being that perfect genetic match they'll contact you and help you get you know they'll, they'll facilitate everything it'd be no cost to you at all other than you know a, a little bit of your your bone marrow which is a small price to pay to help save a life you can also text the word amazing that's a-m-a-z-i-n-g to the number 50555 for more information and i believe if you do that you can also get your your swab kit there as well so thanks to dkms for their continued support um and as i've said pretty much every time i do a dkms read thank you guys for s- supporting them because that's way bigger than just some little rinky dink uh podcast that you're listening to right now that's fighting the fight against cancer which is something that uh you know most of us have been touched by cancer in one form or another so help out help out somebody who's who's in that fight by joining the pool dkms.org so derek uh you know the the, the website marathoninvestigation.com um we, we can get into some specifics some some different different stories some different things that, that are around it but i would just be be curious to, to kind of what, what's the origin story of of the site what was what was the uh the the moment that you were like you know, because I feel like we've we've all kind of heard of of various um, you know different different ways that people have, have maybe upped the system and and um, especially in the social media world, uh, you know, even you know not just not just recently, but but you know back back not too long ago or, or long enough ago, you know, you, you hear these little stories, you have that suspicion of like, gosh, like I run with this guy and he's always running ten minute pace and like like <laughs> feeling like he's he's dying, and then I I see him posted something or I talk to him and he's like, yeah, you know, I won this race and it was like a seven thirty pace. And it's like that doesn't kind of add up, right? Um, 
so but again, like a lot of us have probably heard those stories or, or, or maybe had those suspicions, but not started this whole website and this whole, you know, going through the data and looking at information and, and, and kind of trying to debunk some of these, these stories. So what was, what was the, uh, the origin or, or what was the, the impetus that got you started into putting this, these wheels into motion? Yeah. Um, yeah, again, I was always kind of interested in the stories that you would see that did kind of make it out of the, you know, beyond the social media space, you know, the ones, the, um, you know, the stories that kind of made it onto like the West Run, you mm. know, t- you know, type boards, the, you know, Kip Litton, you know, the dentist who was trying to run sub three in every state and, you know, those results all looked very suspicious and there was very detailed analysis being done on that and I was just kind of following along um, and then, uh, and really, that was that was kind of it. Cause it. I'd follow that along and then forget about it. And I went back on to the message boards, and then I saw this story about this Mike Rossi. Um, again, he was the um, guy who qualified for Boston, um, took his kid out of school to watch him do Boston. He got the form letter from the school saying it was unexcused, and he wrote a letter that went viral. He was on mm-hmm. a Today Show, you know, saying, "Hey, you know, my kids learn more in Boston," you know then they'll learn in school for a whole year type thing. And so everyone was kind of putting him up as being, Hey, this, you know, this great dad, you know, taking his kids out for experiences, whatnot. Well, it turns out, um, everybody believes that he, you know, cheated in order to get his Boston qualifying time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he ran a race. There was no timing mats, intermediate timing mats, which made it kind of hard to prove a hundred percent, at least in the eyes of the race. But again, there was no photos on the course. His time was well beyond what anything indicators would be that he was capable of running. Again, he was the only runner with no photos on the course, I should say. Um, Mm. So it was all very suspicious. And and he'd be one, he'd post about all his training runs and, you know, everything else, but really no posts about the qualifiers. Like he was just trying to kind of, you know, push that, which (laughs) which doesn't make sense if you're going to post about, you know, brag about anything as to being a, be a personal record in the Boston qualifier. Right. So, uh, but th- then that kind of, okay, so, okay, okay. So everyone thinks he cut the course and, but then it just started going, you know, on the, that thread and it was hundreds of pages, you know, talking about his, you know, getting into his personal life, getting into um, people, you know, just bashing going both ways uh, mm-hmm. from his camp and going the other way. I'm like, man, why are we spending so much time on this guy? Um, how many more, you know, is this prevalent? Are there, are there a lot more people like this who aren't getting any, you know, who we're not even hearing about. So mm-hmm. I literally just kind of, I think if I went to marathonguide.com and looked at, you know, races from, you know, recent races, um, and one that was available was the, you know, A1A Fort Lauderdale marathon. And it just so happened that the results, you know, were in a nice format where I could, you know, where it was, you know, basically like a spreadsheet on the, mm-hmm. you know, on the page where I could just, you can just look and visually see, you know, the splits and then runner very, you know, towards the top had, you know, had either had a couple of missed splits. I'm looking, and then I calculated paces, and it's like, boy, I, there's no way. Mm-hmm. Went to her social media. She actually had a picture, you know, by like 20 mile marker with a clock. So I was able to kind of figure out that split, and it just made no sense at all. So I, I just found one literally within five minutes, and it was one that was kind of, that ended up being kind of interesting too. It wasn't just a, you know, run a mill, and, and you know, she had posted about hey wanting to do Boston and whatnot. So mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, that's really interesting. So I posted something briefly about it on the you know that message board, and, and the that thread got deleted. I'm like, well, why? It's, okay. Mike Rossi is going hundreds of pages. Or, you know, why are you deleting this one? You know, so, you know, and, and I do kind of understand. I think I probably had her name and all information, mm. and, you know, when kind of have people doing an investigation out in public, you know, it's a little you know, messy. Right. Um, and so I'm like, well, let me, you know, so I think, I don't know. I'm the one that recommended it, but I'm like, Hey, there are someone's like, Hey, you know, we need to start a, you know, start a website or start a blog. Just, you know, kind of put this stuff. So I'm like, okay, if no one else wants to do it, I'll do it. So I just kind of, 
you know, created. And I think at the time it was like Marathon Cheat at Blogspot, mm-hmm. you know, whatever.com. So it's just kind of a blog, which is really, you know, wasn't published, you know, publicized. It was just kind of a place, you know, you know, got tips or heard about something, you know, I'd write something on there and, you know, maybe send, if I reported them, send a link to a race director, um, say, hey, here's the information we have. Um, no one was really looking at it, um, you know, except for the, you know, the let's run crazies, you know, mm-hmm. the basement dwellers, as, as, <laughs> as, as, as I've been called, you know, as they've been called. So it's, you know, so that, so it went kind of went like that for a while. Then um, there was an offshoot of, you know, again, let, you know, of the let's run crowd, you know, there's a Facebook group somebody created, I got invited to as far as just, you know, to kind of investigate further, you know, both in Mike and in general, kind of outside of not doing it publicly. So I, I joined that and, um, you know, kind of went on with nothing really happening and getting a few people still focused mostly on Mike Rossi where I was, you know, pretty much, you know, figured, thought that had run its course. Um, and so I had made a post on there saying, Hey, you know, we know, you know, and I had found people since then, Hey, I know these people are, um, cheating to, you know, get Boston qualifying times, but how many mm-hmm. people actually cheat? And then use that time to run Boston because that's that's where it really hurts people because um, Boston is more people qualify for Boston than get accepted into the race. Mm-hmm. And so then they have to, you know, cut down. So, you have, you know, this year you had to run, you know, five minutes and some odd seconds under your qualifying standard in order to actually get into Boston. Um, and so it's like, okay, so with the thought being, OK, if people are cheating and entering Boston with with bad times. They're keeping people out who deserve it to be in. So I started. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people in that group kind of helped out, you know, developing a process to figure that out. Um, and in Boston, you get your, your bib numbers are assigned based on your qualifying time. Um, so you can kind of correlate, um, loosely your, an expected finish time, you know, based on what you qualify that. Right. And you can use the bib number to determine precisely what someone qualifying time was. So, uh, basically what I did is I'd look for people who would, um, you know, maybe qualified, you know, who had a big disparity so the people who ran boston in four and a half hours who qualified mm. in two and a half right. and a lot of that happens legitimately i know i'll hear about it even from talking here that well hey i just tried to walk it i walked you know, i understand that um, but again that's kind of the best way i knew to kind of prioritize my review not mm. necessarily flag people assume people are cheaters and so and it so happened that you know the people at the top of that list you know within you know a very you know maybe 10% of the people at the very top of the list. I mean, out of the first 100 I looked at, I found 10 people who looked mm-hmm. like they cheated. And so I just kind of kept on going down, uh, finding more. Um, somebody in the group had alerted Runner's World to what I was doing. They contacted me and, you know, and they, you know, started working on a story um, about that. Right. And so that's kind of when the blog, I'm like, okay, at the time I was anonymous on my blog, so I kind of changed it, you know, fix, changed the URL to marathoninvestigation.com, um, you know, put my name on it mm-hmm. um, and changed. And then as that was getting story was getting written. I had written about um, about a blogger who had used um, she'd given her Boston bib to a friend because she couldn't run it because she was pregnant. Her friend ran a Boston qualifying time, and then the blogger used that time herself mm. to enter Boston. So she used somebody. So a she gave her bib away, and then she used somebody else's time to enter herself into Boston the following year. And so that that went somewhat viral. Um, and that was that was about a week before the Runner's World article came out. So those things are really what kind of started pushing the website into the public consciousness and made it more than just kind of a place where I would as a repository for information. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, and then yeah, and so it definitely changed from the first ones where I would again nobody was really looking at it. So I was kind of I you know I 
write about anybody. I'd name anybody. Right. Um, if, you know, and so then it's like even before the Runner's World came out, I'm like, okay, there's people who are gonna, you know, I wrote this six months ago. It's done. I don't want this person getting this fresh attention. It's not deserved. So I ended up, you know, archiving and deleting a lot of, mm-hmm. you know, the, you know, the random posts. You get anybody, you know. So I, so it kind of changed there to where I, you know, started feeling that kind of sense of responsibility. Okay, what am I going to write about, and you know, how much information am I give and whatnot. So yeah, so that's just. Um, was really the start of it. So the you know between the again the post I had leading up to Boston, um, it was leading up to Boston in 2016, and then the Runners World article, and then you know from there started getting you know media requests and whatnot. And, right. Um, and, and it's gone beyond to what you see today. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, when when you were getting into it, were you surprised at the at the number of um, instances where where you know things didn't make sense and then you start to investigate and you figure out what's what's going on like like because maybe maybe i'm pollyanna or, or probably i'm pollyanna i don't know but uh you know i i, I don't I, i'm not surprised i guess that there's a couple of bad bad apples in every bunch but uh you know if, if you're saying that that uh you know out of out of a hundred ones that were kind of you know the, the first hundred results you looked at on, on the, at the beginning there for boston you know 10 percent about roughly were were at least eyebrow raising, if, if nothing else, right. um, is, is this something that's maybe more widespread than, uh, than some of us recognize even, even to this point? Uh, yes and no. Um, again, I kind of prioritize it. So that shows my prioritization mm-hmm. kind of works. I, I think it's maybe, you know, probably closer to two, 3%, um, and at different levels. Um, what kind of surprised me when I thought of cheating, I thought of course cutting, mm-hmm. um, when I first got into it. So that's all I was really looking for. Yeah. For then it's then stumbled across one where just, okay, this result makes no sense. And then, you know, that then I would start looking more, you know, more at photos like, Oh, Hey, the person who ran the qualifier is different than the person who ran Boston. Mm. Okay. That's kind of when the whole bib mule right. you know, idea came in. So somebody, you know, giving their bib to somebody else in order to qualify them, you know, them for Boston. I'm like, wow, I didn't even think about that. And then, then just regular bib selling and bib swapping, which again, I kind of separate out from, uh, from the cheating to just this either stealing, you know, somebody's forging a bib or, mm-hmm. you know, just unauthorized transfers. And that's, you know, that's, that's, yeah. Again, again I kind of separate that a little bit from cheating to um, just, um, you know, stealing or, you know, just not following rules, whatnot. So, you know, to me, the cheating is, you know, you're doing it for a benefit, you're claiming a time as, of, as your own when, mm-hmm. when it's not or where it's not legitimate. Um, so, yeah, so I was surprised by the different methods. Um, you know, that we had, and I, I kind of, I would say I was surprised by the total, but even looking at my, my initial post, I'm like, okay, let's you know, look at this. And, you know, maybe, you know, if we find a hundred people that cheated to enter Boston, maybe that would get somebody's attention. Mm-hmm. So I was already kind of thinking, okay, I, and I'm sure I can, I went through the top, you know, quite a few results um, during that first one. And we ended up with, you know, roughly, I want to say it was over 60, you know, mm-hmm. I would kept going, but, you know, but again, as I got to further down the list, it was less and less frequent mm-hmm. so you know um so and again that's between bib swapping and outright you know either course cutting or bib muling so um so i think if you went to the whole list you know maybe you know i mean maybe a few hundred um right. that either selling bibs or you know cheating in order to get in um during that first year now what i found you know going beyond um now i'm trying to catch people before they can get in you know it's kind of mm. looking after the fact so it's like okay so i'm looking at marathons as they're happening i'm right. getting crazy amount of tips uh for you know for, for ones that i you know even ones that i can't look where i can't look at a whole race i'm still getting you know from like what you said when so you know it's usually it's friend posing hey i 
qualified for Boston. Well, I run with you. You can't run that fast. <laughs> right. So let me check. So I guess I get a lot of those. Um, yeah, a lot of those coming into me as well. So, uh, yeah, so I'm finding, as I did in last year, Boston was a little difficult because the weather was horrible. People had their bibs covered mm-hmm. up, so I wasn't getting good photos to look at. Times were all over the place because of the conditions. Um, so, but I, you know, but doing that same prioritization, I didn't find as many of the obvious cheaters at the top of the list. Again, I, you know, I, mean, I know I'm keeping a number of them out right. um, on the front end, um, yeah, which is a, a big help. So, so that that's kind of encouraging, and I, and I think. And the, the idea of the site is, I think it's yeah, it does is somewhat of a deterrent. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think if, if people realize, hey, someone's looking at, you know, <laughs> someone's looking at these, you know, I don't, I don't want to end up, uh, you know, I don't want right. to end up on the site, or I don't want to, you know, or, or whatnot. Again, so I think, you know, on multiple levels, I think it's, yeah, you know, I hope it's helping. Yeah, yeah. Um, so many, so many different different thoughts and different questions that I could ask, and, and we could probably stay here for a couple of days and do that. And I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to not going to keep you that long. But um, you know, you, you mentioned that that maybe and, and and who knows, maybe maybe like you said, because because of the weather this year at Boston, that that, that you know could have have changed some things, or maybe some of those folks that that got in illegally. Um, and then we're just like, screw this. I'm not running in this weather, you know, so they, so then, then they don't get flagged that way. Um, but, but overall, you know, like you said, you're, you're getting some tips from other, other people. You're looking at other races, trying to, to cut down on some things before they actually get to Boston. Do you think that, that, uh, from, from what you've seen that, that the numbers are, are trending down, um, are, are people getting more creative potentially with the ways that they're cheating? I, 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 I hope that what you're doing is making a difference. Do you, do you see, do the numbers bear that out from, from your experience so far? I, I, I feel that it is what I can't really tell because I don't really know from the starting point is, um, again, I think it's I think less people, uh, less of the very obvious ones are getting into Boston. I mean, the ones that are like, oh, yeah, the guy, this guy cut. Obviously, I'm hearing about those. I'm finding them ahead of time. Um, so less of them are actually, you know, getting into Boston. Um, so are less people trying? That, that's really hard to say. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, so I can I I hope so, um, and, and and I think so, um, but I I can't give you data to say yeah that's right. that's the case. I'm still you know I have no problem. I just um, as we're talking here, I published an article about the Mar- Marine Corps Marathon. Um, you know, again, same. I did one about you know, Chicago yesterday. There's you know, you know, eighty some you know runners were disqualified. Not all of them were Boston, and there's mm-hmm. a lot more kind of on the bottom. Typically, races don't look at the very bottom end of it. You know, right. the people who. Um, you know, get partway through and get, you know, get shuttled to the finish and end up crossing line, you know, and getting their medal that they didn't really earn. I mean, I don't think there's an intent there always. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot more of that too. But um, as far as the blatant intentional cheating, again, it's, you know, you, you find it in, in just about every race. Um, and yeah, they could be getting more creative. I mean, there, there's definitely, you know, blind spot that's, you know, it's tougher and it's, it's no secret. You know, hey, you know, there's still races out there that don't have, you know, the timing mats mm-hmm. or photographers. I mean, I can say all day there's no way this person ran a three and a half hour marathon because every other marathon they've done has been over five hours. But I, if I don't have the, you know, anything to prove it, then there's mm. you know, there's, there's not much I can do. There was a race, um, again, it was a smaller marathon. I probably heard from eight of the top 20 runners who said they, you know, on on various out and backs of the course that they didn't see the lead female. Mm. Um and it's like, and she had GPS watch on, but she said she didn't, you know, want to distract her, so she didn't run it. So everything points to, hey, this woman didn't run, you know. Right. Work. But I can't prove it. The race can't prove it. And and there are people going forward saying they did see her. So it's like, okay, mm-hmm. well, why are these? Why do I have eight runners and both male and female? And not even, you know, who it doesn't affect. You know, it's right. really odd. But but I I can't, you know, 
but I can't write, I'm not going to write an article that's based on, hey, these people said that. Right. Because right. sometimes I've had instances where I get tips where I can just tell it's a personal vendetta. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, maybe. And it, where it's just, I mean, or I, all of a sudden it's something that's very minor. Um, it, there's one with Marine Corps. And that's a little different because, you know, hey, they're running for this, you know, fallen soul, you know, all the various mm-hmm. um, either charities or causes they have. And so representing that while cheating definitely raises the ire of a lot of people but um this was a six and a half hour marathoner it's like uh, yeah but yeah so, so i i struggle with that it's like mm-hmm. you know unless there's really something you know on part of social media really promoting yourself based you know, on that and it's not out and out fraud um i, I kind of shy away from, you know from those and so yeah so i've seen somewhere it's definitely just kind of personal i forget right. the one is like sri lanka marathon or something i had like 10 emails on this one runner i'm like okay well she was disqualified and the just hounding me to write about it for some reason. So it's like, yeah, that's where I'll just kind of back off just on, hey, I know it's, yeah, this is a right. personal thing and, yeah, not about that. So, yes, yes, I got to be careful on. Gotcha, gotcha. On that. Do, do you ever get any um, pushback or uh, any, um, I don't know if negative press is quite the right, right way of saying it, but any, any of the, any, any words or any, any, Maybe pushback is the best way of saying it. Along the lines of like, who are, who are you to be the the judge, jury, and, and quote unquote executioner? Uh, by you know, even though you're doing the investigation and and like you said, if if you can't have really good proof, you're not posting stuff. So you know, pretty much everything that that you you, you post, anybody who's looks at it objectively can pretty much say that, yep, this you know the X, Y, and Z, and it all adds up to 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 you know being not not right. Um, but but do you ever get any of that kind of negative feedback of like you know? Who are you to call these people into question for for you know what they may or may not have done? Uh, yeah, it seems like I got more of that earlier. Maybe I just tuned it out more now. Mm. Um, and again, as it's like it's bigger, you're gonna have a I'll never percentage right. of that. Um, but yeah, initially it was like yeah, who made you the marathon police and all that stuff. So I think I kind of had the you know had a time was like hey, um, again I only write everything where I could objectively, um, you know, where I'm 100 percent sure. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna write an article saying and again I it's pretty rare that I come out and say somebody cheated but you, you know if, if i have your picture on the website and i'm laying out your splits you know you can free, you, you, sure, you know what my yeah. opinion is and that's what um you know i kind of got to be careful on that where it's like hey i'm um just you know hey you know there it is so yeah so i get um yeah there, there's some of that you know it's like hey you know we run for ourselves you know who are they hurting kind of thing and it's like that's what i typically kind of focus on people who've taken away you know people who are mm-hmm. you know gaining something you know beyond you know where it's um you know the boss qualifying time or you know their charity or their coaching you know their, spot their, on the yeah, podium something like that. that yeah yeah absolutely so i i tend to focus on you know on those or or then it's the people you know you know there was the phoenix dentist who's like she did rock and roll for like 20 straight years uh you know that kind of thing and then yeah it's you know um, i just getting a published article on marine coast marathon and guy nine out of 11 years it looks like he cheated mm-hmm. um so it's you know so that kind of thing so yeah so I, I i do get a lot of that and kind of my answer is like hey you know yeah like I said it's like hey who you know who's who's watching over me who's making sure that i'm um you know doing the right thing and kind of my answer to that is i said well pretty much everybody is uh, mm-hmm. as soon as i get one wrong as soon as oh, i yeah, call somebody never hear the end as soon as i call somebody who's a cheater i'm done mm-hmm. uh, if i call somebody who's a cheater and they didn't you know i'm done um so, so that's where i'm also very careful and i kind of learned as going along hey you know there are a lot of legitimate timing issues there's going to be mm-hmm. missed mats for good reasons um so don't just kind of take a missed timing mat as the sole evidence um, um you know again, again things i'd be careful like i 
you know, I wrote an article. There's articles I wrote, you know, not calling people cheaters. There was um, one I wrote about New York, um, a guy, and I, I flat out said, hey, I don't think this guy cheated. Uh, I, but, you know, it's pretty sad. The guy basically, um, you know, he ran across the initial, you know, the initial bridge. You know, he was pictured on the subway, got to the finish, took his medal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think he was, you know, didn't know where to say. It looked like he was claiming it as a finishing time. Yeah, he took the medal. Um, you know, people are going to be, you know, you know, right. mad about that. You know, I figured, I even played out. I said, I think he probably just went there. He probably had to get his drop bag or whatever. It didn't look like he's claiming, you know, again, he was, you know, he's from, um, he was from Iceland. Um, mm. so I found a post kind of translated. It looks like, okay, yeah, he got hurt. You know, it said like on one of his groups didn't say, so I'm like, yeah, I'd really like to hear the rest of the story. Um, um, then I actually heard from the guy. It's like, hey, you're calling me, you know, you're calling me a yeah, cheater. I was like, well, no, I wasn't, but yeah, you're on my site. So I was like, so yeah, right. so even now I kind of, okay, yeah, no, I didn't, you know, I was careful. I specifically said you didn't cheat. I just wanted the rest of the story, but if I would have given it some more time, you probably would have gotten back to me and we could have got the rest of the story. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, kind of, you know, bared that article a little bit down. So even then I got to be um, careful. I'm not calling someone a cheater just because of the <laughs> the site people, you know, people will, right. you know, kind of make the, you know, go to that um you know make that assumption but yeah but as soon as i you know get to the point of like you know highlight somebody and say hey this person you know you know this you know this person cheated then it's yeah and they didn't turns out they did and i was wrong and you know pretty much i lose my credibility so that's kind of my that's the check and balance the site goes away at at that moment when i you know when i get one wrong because that's all the ammunition anybody would need certainly certainly um from your perspective what what is the the proper punishment say um and, and and you know you could you could make a very strong argument that every situation is going to be a little bit different and is it you know the person who did it once versus the the person who's done it every year for 20 years or or whatever the case might be but um say say for somebody that that is is caught cheating their way into boston is it is it a where do you stand lifetime ban x number of years um more stringent for that one person qualifying to, to have a chance to do it again. Like, like what's, what's your thought? And, and again, not, not that you're the end all be all, uh, you know, delineator of the rules here, but, but what do you think would be a, a good proper punishment in these types of situations? Yeah. I mean, I, I think if we try to use, if you, if you cut a course or try to use somebody else's time to enter yourself into Boston, I think you should be banned for Boston for, mm-hmm. you know, for life. Um, and that's kind of where it goes. Yeah. It goes too far. Again, are there, is there a, possible gray area situation maybe but I wrote about that first blogger who i wrote about uh you know gia where she you know you know she qualified you know with her friends bib and all that and you know it was you know so yeah so you know so i you know kind of see you know she's kind of been painted a little bit sympathetically and i you know kind of see the side it's like um you know she had and she couldn't run one year she had miscarriage and there's a lot more to this you know to the story uh but again she's she was banned lifetime banned is before I, I was never involved right. that all happened and she kind of wrote about it saying she was banned for giving her bib away well she was banned not for giving her bib away that would have been you know for trying to get in the next she year she was banned and, for right. using her friend's time as mm-hmm. her own that, that's why she got banned so I mean that's why I wrote there you know wrote the article so but yeah so I can kind of see okay you know she's been out for years you know would it if they allowed her to qualify legitimately again would I be up in arms would I write about it no probably not um, other people would be up in arms. Um, so, but yeah, but typically I think if you're using a, you know, faking a time to enter Boston, I think it should be a lifetime ban as far as like the bib selling and all that. Um, yeah, I think, I think if you sell your bib, if you earned a spot and you sold a bib, I think you should not be allowed to get back into Boston. Um, just a, because you never know and you won't be able to prove it till after the fact, you know, there's probably, there's people who qualify for Boston 
and enter Boston just to make profit on their bib. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that's why I think a bib seller should be, you know, banned. The bib buyer, that's a little, you know, um, yeah, I, I could see that maybe you know, being a few year ban. But, um, and, and I think, you know, races, I think, I mean, if I ran a race and somebody was, you know, cheating at my race intentionally, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't want that person to come back. But generally, <laughs> many races are just, you know, they'll, welcome them back every year and disqualify right. them every year or not disqualify or yeah those, those allow it every year you know there's races where i reported hey you know this guy you know cheated as a boston qualifying time i don't know if he's gonna use it for boston oh uh, well it's already a few months after the race you know hey if you see it next year let us know right away mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah so so that so yes i, I definitely you know kind of um again if you're intentionally you know if it's proven that you're intentionally cheating not just kind of getting tired and cutting the course mm-hmm. just to try to get back home, yeah, it's, yeah, um, yeah, for, yeah, for a lifetime ban from that particular race. Gotcha. In, in general. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like I said, and maybe this again is the, the Pollyanna of me, but it's, it's, uh, sad that we have to have this, this conversation and, and, um, you know, I, I struggle with the idea of, of, you know, guilty once guilty forever, but at the same time, like, uh, it's, it's, it's a loaded, a loaded topic and, and, uh, it's, it's, you know, Wow, it's it. What you're doing is 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 great work, and and I, uh, uh, you know, I, I find myself when I'm reading the articles going, you know, not sure exactly always which side to to you know, like I can sort of understand, but at the same time, like you can't you can't be doing this type of stuff uh, because, like you said, it's it's taken away from other other people. If it's costing somebody else their chance to get into Boston, it's costing somebody else their chance to be on on the uh, the podium. Like it's just it's it's no good, and and you know, just just. Uh, don't don't do it to begin with. Don't do the crime. You don't have to worry about doing the time, whatever the time might be. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, like kind of the first time thing. It's usually okay. Someone only did it once, but you know nothing came. Someone just cut a course, and mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not going to highlight them as you know. Maybe they'll be part of a general article, or and I'll mention somebody, but not the crazy. But yeah, but when, when you see like the multiple times, and they use you know, and it's a podium, and it's right. Boston, you know, that's kind of when I'll be, yeah, maybe a little more harsh. Right. So uh, as, as we're wrapping up, Derek, the way I, I uh, kind of close up the conversations is with something I call a, a philosophical question, um, which is very just much basically similar to the introductory question, something that's very open ended. Um, and, and usually I have a, a list that I pull from. But I'm going to go off script a little bit and ask one that's a little bit more specific to to our conversation today and, and to what you're doing at, at Marathon Investigation uh, in general. And it's just just to ask um, with what you're doing with with, you know, checking at checking these people's uh you know, numbers and, and comparing their, their times to other races and, and kind of, you know, like I said in the intro, shining a light on kind of the, the, the shadier, some of the shadier characters, some of the shady side of, of our sport. Does, does that make you, do, do you ever feel jaded or do you ever feel like, like maybe there's, there's more of a problem with cheating than, than, than there really is? Or, or are you able to kind of, um, I guess basically I'll just I'll just leave it at that. Does does doing what you're doing and, and looking into the, the the cheaters and 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 some of the more questionable race times does that ever kind of you know dilute or poison into into the the way you look at, at running and, and racers in general or, or are you really able to keep them apart? I, I think I'm able to kind of keep it apart. Uh, I think yeah, I look at it very analytically, um, and I don't think I get as um, there are cases where I get actually you know. I'd say I'm like actually angry, but I think I'm pretty kind of even keel. Like, okay, hey, here's one. Okay, you know, but you know, but yeah, and I know a lot of my readers get very <laughs> jaded and very yeah. and very angry, and and that's why I gotta be careful. Again, I put it out. Okay, hey, are these, you know, is it gonna, you know, 
kind of cross a line where mm-hmm. you have to spend a lot of time moderating and, and, and whatnot to try to, you know, kind of keep things in line. But yeah, I don't think, um, um, I, and I find myself, you know, as, you know, occasionally the, you know, the people reach back out to me, it's very rare that they admit, you know, mm-hmm. admit that they cheated, but it's, you know, again, I, I find myself easily sympathetic to a lot of the people once I, you know, <laughs> if I start talking to them and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and whatnot. So yeah, no, I don't think I'm jaded. And again, it's, uh, people all say, hey, you're always looking at the negative. And kind of my point is, hey, well, I have to look at the negative in order to, you know, it's to properly pop up, prop up the positive. Mm-hmm. So the person who got left out of Boston can now get in. Um, right. And I've talked to one of the runners who was like right on the, uh, you know, on the, you know, on the bubble. And so, mm-hmm. you know, she had emailed me thanking me saying, hey, you know, if you didn't remove all these runners, I probably wouldn't have gotten in. Right. Um, so it's, yeah, so, so I try to look at, you know, what I'm doing on the positive side. Yeah, it's okay. It's somebody, I'm writing about somebody who took a podium spot, but hey, let's get the rightful person, you know, their award or their, mm-hmm. you know, their attention, even though they may not have gotten on race day. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's, that's, a, that's certainly, uh, I think that the way you have to look at it because it's, it's, you know, like you said, you're, you're doing it to prop up the, the positive, prop up the people that are doing it honestly, that are, that are putting in the work and, and earning it. So that's, that's, uh, just a, a, a you know, a great thing to do, a great thing to do, even if it means that you got to got to get a little dirty once in a while. So, uh, guys, if, if you're not following along yet, uh, definitely, like I said, marathoninvestigation.com is the website, uh, on the socials at M A R A T H N. I N V E S T G R. I think I got all that right. Uh, but we'll definitely yeah, or you, can just, you can look up my name. That'll probably pop up the yeah, first one. Derek D E R E K Murphy. Just plug it in there, then you'll see it. That'll, that'll bring it up as well. And and, and once and, again, I, and on Facebook as well. That, that that's where most of the action is there. So the Marathon Investigation. There's a group and there's a page gotcha. um, where all the articles get posted and there's discussion. Gotcha, gotcha. And, and as per usual, guys, we'll have everything linked up in the show notes. So if, if you're out on the go and, and uh, you know forget about it or you, you get the, the typing wrong or whatever it is, uh, disruns.com slash 651. Ellen will have everything linked up uh, to the Facebook stuff, the, the, all the, the other social medias. And like you said, you can always search his name and find that as well. Um, but Derek, thanks for, uh, for taking the time today. I certainly uh, appreciate it. Uh, glad we were able to, to finally connect and, uh, you know, who knows, hopefully we won't have to do too many more of these type of, of uh, conversations down the road because people will stop Stop cheating, but I think maybe human human nature, if you look back at history, shows that that may not be the case. So <laughs> no, no, probably not. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, so keep doing keep doing the work. Thanks for the time, and uh, nothing but the best going forward. All right, thank you very much. All right, guys, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. Hope that you enjoyed the conversation between Derek and myself. And as always, I'd be curious to know what stood out to you from today's conversation. What was something that we talked about that? that really registered with you or stuck out with you or irritated you or whatever it is. What, what is that, that lasting impression that you have from today's episode? For me, it, it kind of comes down to something that I hadn't thought about before, um, or at least hadn't thought about much before until Derek mentioned it in our chat today. But, uh, you know, when, when people are, are doing nefarious things to get into races or to win races, a lot of times it's, it's easy to think of, you know, that they're doing it for their own their own gain, and obviously they are, but it can be a little bit easier to overlook the f- the fact, which Derek pointed out, that their gain comes at a cost to somebody else who's trying to do things the right way, to somebody else who's putting in the time to train and to work, and you know the maybe the 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 years of of you know training consistently and working towards this goal, and now they're they're almost there, and then boom, somebody somebody cheats, somebody does something uh, underhanded. And, you know, that, that win or that place in Boston is taken away from them. And the, the reason that, that this stands out is because obviously in this case and with what Derek's doing over at marathoninvestigation.com, uh, you know, we're looking at, at kind of some, some 
some big things as far as you know people that are cheating to get on a podium, people that are cheating to get into Boston, and and how those those actions impact other runners. But but my takeaway, or or, or at least where I'm going with this takeaway is that there's a lot of other things. There's a lot of quote-unquote lesser things that we can do, sometimes consciously, a lot of times unconsciously, that can also negatively impact other runners. So, you know, things like um, stopping to walk, if you, whether you're a run walker or whether you're just stopping to walk at, an, at a water station or whatever without alerting people behind you, especially in a busy race when, it's, when there's a lot of, of runners and there's not a whole lot of space and you just go ahead and, and hit your walk interval or you, you stop to, to grab the cup of water without looking to see if anybody's right behind you, without raising your arm and letting them know, hey, walking in three, two, one, whatever the case might be. You know, that can cause somebody to run up right on top of you or, or, or uh, you know, have to, to jump out of the way and now they're bumping into somebody else and it starts this chain reaction. You know, so, so something like that, something like throwing water, you know, throwing your water cup after you're done taking your sip and splashing it on somebody else or zigzagging, cutting people off, bumping into people. Um, you know, part of that is the nature of the beast. Part of that is a, is a busy race, you know, especially towards the start. Sometimes those things are going to happen. But... What I've witnessed many times, and I know that some of you have witnessed this as well. Some of you have experienced this. Some of you have probably been guilty. I've been guilty. I'm not. I'm not trying to cast shade here. I'm. I'm. I'm right there with you. Sometimes we do these things to, to preserve our own race, to, to dodge around somebody who's running slower than us, but we fail to recognize that we may have just cut somebody else off and 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 possibly impacted their race. So my my whole takeaway from all of this and 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 talking about this is that we just need to always be aware of what we're doing and how it impacts our fellow runners. Whether it's something as big as trying to cheat to get into Boston or to get a spot on the podium or, or whatever, and it, it takes somebody, uh, it, it, it you know takes that, that opportunity away from somebody else, or whether it's just something as little as, as splashing, you know, tossing our water cup without thinking, and now somebody else has to run the rest of their race with a wet foot because the water cup landed right on their foot, you know? Um, it's it's not fun to be in that situation. And it, the more we can be considerate of others, the more we can think about others. When you bump into somebody, the more you can make sure to say, I'm sorry, excuse, you know, my, my bad, I apologize, um, is, is a good thing, is a good thing. So be aware of what others are doing. Be aware of those that are around you. Um, yes, it's, it's your race. And yes, I want you to run your race and not get caught up in running everybody else's race. But while you're doing that, you don't do that you know, don't run your race at the expense of somebody else being able to run their race is what I'm trying to say. And, and that was just something that stuck out to me when I was talking to Derek today about how, how people, you know, the, the things that people do to try to get, you know, get their, the result they want to maybe get them to the next step. It's not, it's not good. It's not good. It's, 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 it's harming another runner. And, and as members of the running community, that should be our, our biggest, you know, biggest thing we try not to do is to never negatively impact somebody else's race. So that was my takeaway. What about you? What stood out to you from this episode? Let me know. Shoot me a tweet at Dizrun. Shoot me an Instagram message. Throw throw something up in your story with your takeaway. What's what's you know? Post your your takeaway from this episode in your Instagram story and tag me at Dizruns. You can also obviously shoot me an email, Dizruns at gmail.com. And uh, last but not least, if you haven't done so already, you can head over to the show notes for this episode or any episode. Leave your thoughts and feedbacks and takeaways there as well. Dizruns.com slash six five one is the link that'll get you right there. We've got the photos. We've got the links to connect with Derek. Follow along at his website and, and marathoninvestigation.com. Uh, we've got links to the book, links to links to all the things, links to the training plan giveaway. If you haven't entered that yet, you can do that. Links to DKMS if you want to get signed up with DKMS and join me in the registration pool. We got all the links, all of the links 
Ellen does a great job putting the, putting the links together, putting the show notes together. Go check out her handiwork, dizruns.com slash 651. And with that, we'll go ahead and pull this ship into the harbor. Once again, dkms.org. Thank you for their support. Thank you guys for supporting them. Text the word AMAZING to 50555 if you want some more information about DKMS, the great work they're doing. They really are doing great work. And uh, how you can support that work as well by joining the pool or joining one of their one of their charity running teams or hosting a hosting a, a donor registry party whatever it is there's a lot of, of work going on at dkms and, and we can help them out in a variety of ways so uh get get over there dkms.org and get that information and support a great cause uh and something that uh you never know when you might need it but if, if you ever are in need it's nice to already know that there's more than eight million people that have registered uh around the world and you know that, that makes the, the possibility of finding a match that much better. So thank you to DKMS. Thank you guys for supporting them. Thank you for listening all the way to the end. And uh, until next time, please be well. Take good care. Thanks again for listening, supporting the messages, the tweets, the, the emails. I love hearing from you guys. Appreciate all that good stuff. Uh, and if you listen to this right when this comes out, have a happy Thanksgiving here in the States. If you're not in the States, then just have a have a happy Wednesday or Thursday. But if you listen to this, uh, it's coming out the day before Thanksgiving. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Eat all the things. Run all the miles over the weekend. Uh, But until then, be well, take care, and we'll talk soon. See you guys.